0: Hello and welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. My goal is to help you increase your skills and reputation as a leader, to increase your ability to connect and influence with others and increase your ability to be the very best leader you can be, particularly in this time of change that is happening in leadership right now. As we get started today, I encourage you to visit my leadership website, www.stevebarker.com.au or my Facebook group, audacious leadership, where you will find heaps more resources, insights, and strategies that will help you to continue to grow your leadership skills. G'day, welcome to the Raw Leadership Podcast with me, Steve Barker. How are you? I hope that wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, you're staying safe and life is being good to you. So today's topic is leadership and the ego. Now, you may want to get a pen and paper for this one, because I'm going to be going through six needs of the ego. And I've come across a new strategy to be able to take notes. So the strategy is ACT, A-C-T. Now, as you go through, you're going to start to... Uh, look at these needs and you'll go oh yeah yeah I need to I need to focus on that one or I need to maybe change that one or that's a good one that's something that I can share and the principle behind ACT is that you can then start to put letters next to the areas that you want to work upon and focus upon from the, the the podcast so A stands for apply C stands for change and T stands for teach, means you're going to share it with somebody. So you're going to find something that you can apply in your life. You're going to find something that you may need to change in your life. Or you're going to find something that you want to share, i.e. teach, with somebody else. Now, before I get into the whole needs of the ego, what I want to be able to do is frame this with you so that you've got a bit of a concept and an understanding. So I want to take us back on a time trip to when I got promoted um, from an airman to a corporal when I was serving in the Royal Air Force. This was uh, back in 1996, where I was at RAF Kinlost and I was working in a um, communications hall where we were listening out for aircraft, giving us a call so that they could receive information or ask for information such as weathers, um, fuel states, etc., etc. So When I got promoted, I got promoted in situ, which means that I stayed with the team that I was working with when I was an airman. And my sergeant, my leader, was called Keith. Now, Keith used to sit up on this big bench, which overlooked the communication hall. And the communication hall was a really long hall, probably about 200 meters. And it was uh, very noisy because there was lots of white noise going on in the background from all the radio sets. We listened to 12 different frequencies so you can imagine there's just all this (laughs) white noise going on and it was very difficult to be able to hear everybody over the top of the white noise. Now the airmen used to sit down on the on the shop floor as I call it, listening to these radio sets, waiting for aircraft to call so that then they could respond effectively. So when I got promoted, Keith told me that I needed to sit up on this in on this table on this desk that overlooked the hall, which is where the sergeants used to sit. Now Bearing in mind, I'd just been promoted from an airman to a corporal. So I was like, okay, Keith, well, if that's what I need to do. And then Keith started to tell me, you know, how I needed to make sure that the guys were doing their job properly, that I was observing and and monitoring them properly. Um, And I was like, okay, no worries. So I took his lead, I followed what he did. And Keith was quite an autocratic leader, which means he was very direct and quite blunt and um, would. wouldn't sort of have the heart of people, should we say? Now, this was in total um, difference to my leadership style, but because I'd just been promoted and Keith was my leader, I would follow him. Well, after a couple of weeks, my friends, my, the guys who I used to sit on the shop floor with before I became a corporal, said to me, "Steve, we need to give you some feedback, mate. You've turned into a bit of an arsehole." And I was like, "Really?" And they said, "Yeah." You're sitting up there barking orders like Keith. They said, "What did the rest of the corporals do?" And I said, "Well, generally they sit down on the shop floor." But Keith told me I've got to sit up there with him. And he said, "Exactly." Now you got promoted for a reason because you're good at what you do and you're good as a leader. So, don't be a Keith. You know what Keith's like. Nobody really gets on well with Keith. Keith's a bit of a dictator. Dictator. And I was like, do "You know what? They're right." And I. Then the next shift sat down on the shop floor and when Keith came up to me and said, Hey, what are you doing down here? I've told you you've got to sit at the desk. I said to him, Keith, I can I can connect better with the team down here. I can monitor better with the team down here. I can be with the team down here. And this is where I'm gonna stay. And yeah, I was shaking inside. I was worried. I thought he was gonna have a go at me. But he, he just turned around and went, Okay, well if that's what you want, if you don't want my experience, that's fine. And off he went. And ever since then I've realized that my leadership style is unique to me as much as it is to everybody else. But we have this 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 thing called the ego, which tries to keep us safe. And when we're feeling judged or under pressure or we're being observed, then the ego really starts to come out. And that's what I want to share with you today is the ego and leadership together. So first of all, I think we need to understand and and get some language around what the ego is. Because a lot of people think that the ego is all about being big headed and making it all about them and, you know, bigging themselves up so that they they, they almost become infallible. Well, the ego is actually a safety mechanism. It's there to design to keep us safe. It's there to let us know that there's danger. It's there to keep us focused and alive. And that's kind of what happens when people are being the big I am. They're making it all about themselves and it's all about the mask. It's all about the facade because don't look inside because there's a nervous, um, worried individual inside. So the ego is like a little suit of armor. So the ego can be easily recognized because as a leader, if we can understand whether we're coming from a place of confidence and grace and humility or whether we're coming from a place of fear which is where the ego generally comes from, then we can identify, you know, is that person feeling comfortable or do we need to create a safe space for them? So if we can understand how the ego works and what the ego looks like and how to recognize it, then we can start to calibrate the situation so that we can be the best leader for ourselves and those around us. So remember, the ego applies to us as well. So let's have a look at the six needs of the ego. Well, the first need of the ego is the ego likes to know. The ego loves to know information. It loves to know everything that's going on around us. Why? Because if we know what's going on around us and we're aware, then we're safe. The example is, you know, if you're crossing the road, you need to know if there's a car coming or not. That's where the ego works very well. However, in the modern day world, the ego gets a little bit carried away with itself. And it needs to know more information, or it thinks it needs to know more information than it actually needs to know. And this is where it can start to become dangerous. This is where we, we, we start to look at it from a fear factor. Because there's a phrase, knowledge is power, and power is the bomb. And the more information that we know, the safer we feel. So we start to ask for information that we're not even relevant to us, such as gossip and tittle-tattle. Did you hear this? Did you see that? Did you hear what happened with Larry the other day? All of that sort of information. And when we start to recognize that people are asking for more information than they really need to know, we've got to assume that they're coming from their ego, that they're not feeling safe. And one of the best ways to be able to check in on this is to ask them, for what reason do you need to know? Just before, I'm happy to share, but before I share with you, can I just check in what reason you need to know for? And if they come back with an answer immediately, straight away, just like that, then we know that they're coming from a place of love and care because they might go, oh, I'm just worried about you. Or I just need to know so that I can achieve this or I just want to know sort of blah, 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 blah. If they come back with an answer straight away, great. If they don't, if they start going, um, well, uh, you know, it's because um, then we know that they're coming from the ego. So we can then start to go, look, it's OK, I've got your back. You don't have to worry. You don't need to know that information right now. Just focus on what you can control. So that's the need to know. Then we've got the need to judge. Now, judgment is something that we all do. Again, judgment is something that keeps us alive. Judgment is something that is very, very important to be able to judge if something is safe, to be able to judge if we're safe, to be able to judge distances, speed, etc., etc., when we're driving our car. However, again, where the ego gets a little bit out of control in the modern day world is where we start to judge other people. We judge other people on their behavior, on their language, on the way that they look, on their dress sense, on their hairstyle, on their their, their political persuasions, on their religion beliefs, on their uh, gender, sexuality, things like that. So we've got to be mindful of judging. Now, I've got a challenge for you. If you Want to become more aware of your judging? Ask yourself, why am I judging? What am I judging for? So, the best way to be able to do this is put yourself on judgment watch, which is where you set a reminder in your phone at random times throughout the week. So, on a Monday, it might be 7 a.m., on a Tuesday, it might be 5 p.m., on a Thursday, it might be 3 p.m. So, you just go through and you set a timer. And then, when that timer goes off, you put yourself on judgment watch for one hour. Now, during that one hour, You then start to listen and tune into your thoughts and you can judge yourself. And you can say, why. sorry, you can catch yourself judging and you can ask yourself, why am I judging the situation or the person? Where am I coming from? Am I coming from a place of safety or am I coming from a place of fear? Because when we're feeling judged, we become fearful. We become worried that we're not good enough, that we're going to make a mistake, that we're going to be a fake or a fraud. So when we put ourselves on judgment watch, we can catch ourselves and wonder why. And that helps us to become even more aware of ourselves judging, but also of other people judging from the ego. The third need of the ego is the need to justify. So, you know, we like to be able to justify because when we're feeling a little bit under threat, it's almost like the other person has got one position higher than us and they can look down on us so generally when we justify we hear the words yeah but or because or you don't understand and a good example of this is when somebody's late for an appointment or late for work and they'll come in and they'll go hey look i'm sorry i'm late and then they'll come up with an excuse because of school zones or the kids or the car broke down or my alarm didn't go off. And the idea of justification, us justifying, is that we get our justification in quickly because we feel that we're being judged, the need number two, um, by the other person. We feel that we're being um, put under the, the, the microscope. So we need to justify to be able to put us on an even keel, because if we can come up with a really good excuse or a justification, that other person is just going to go, oh, do you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. So if I say, Look, I'm sorry, I'm late for work, school zones. Most people will go, "Yeah, school zones. Yep, yeah, we, we have those all the time. Yeah, I can understand how that might hold you up or sorry, I'm late. I got caught in a traffic jam. But what we're doing is we're making an excuse because we're coming from our ego because our ego thinks that we're being judged. Therefore, we're not good enough. So therefore, we've got to come up with a justification. One of the best ways to apologize for being late is just to say, I'm ever so sorry I'm late. I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. But because the ego feels that we're going to be attacked or judged by somebody, we need to put in an excuse. So that's the need to justify. Very easy to recognize it's because, or you don't understand, or they start to to to, to make excuses. The fourth need is the need to be right. Now, we all love to be right. Why? Because again, it comes back to the being judged. If we if we're seen as being wrong or fallible or fake or a fraud or not sharing the right information, then we're going to be seen as not good enough, and so therefore we we want to be right. Now I'll tell you a, a funny story because when I recognised these needs, I, it immediately took me back to a story that my mum and dad go through over and over again, and this is where. My, I don't know if you've ever ridden on a camel, but my parents like to travel the world, and they've done a few camel trips. But the first time they they rode on a camel, when the camel ride comes to an end, the camel kneels down, and it goes down on its front legs first, then its back legs. So you're a bit a bit of a downward slope of about forty five degrees. Now, you're told to brace yourself against the saddle, just for the few seconds, otherwise you'll topple off the camel. Well, at the end of their first camel ride, my mum and dad my mum's camel goes down and the the she, she forgets the brace and she bundles over the front of the camel and almost not, well, she does, she skittles over the local guy who's leading the tour. <laughs> my dad thinks this is hilarious and uses this story to um, embarrass my mum and to make himself look good, which is the next need of the ego. So we'll come to that in a moment. <laughs> but you know, the need to be right. So what does my mum do? My mum feels that she's going to be judged by other people. So she says it happened in Tunisia. My dad said that it happens in Grand Canaria and they argue about it because my mum, if she feels that she can be right, then that's going to take away the validity of my dad's story and she's not going to look so stupid. Now, this is an argument they have over and over again throughout, you know, the time that I've known them, they repeat this this story over and over again. But it's the need to be right that's shining through from my mum so that she can um, be ju- judged less by other people so she feels good. It's her ego. It's naturally coming out and it's protecting her. And as I said, that leads us on to the, f- the fifth need of the ego, which is the need to look good. We want to look good. Why do we need to look good? Because we want to fit in, because we want to be accepted by people as human beings we're herd animals we like to be around other people if we're not good enough if we don't fit in if we're um not looking right or we're not fitting in in some way we're going to be rejected by the herd and that's dangerous because we know that when we're out on our own we're not as strong as when we're in a group so we want to look good this is why we choose the clothes that we wear this is why we follow football teams because we blend in with that that team we we have these these alliances so for example if i turned up today and i was doing a presentation and i turned up in my borat thong and that was it you know with my budgie smugglers and that was it you might go oh that's a bit inappropriate and you might judge me and you might go oh i don't want to be around that guy because he's a bit strange (laughs) so we want to fit in now another story comes from my family comes from my daughter she visited Australia for the very first time when she was 16 years old. And we were going to a local um, town just down the road. And she wanted to um, go and do some shopping there, which was cool. And she took ages getting ready. And I said, Kayleigh, why, why are you taking ages? You don't know anybody. Nobody's going to judge you. And she said, well, I need, to, I need to look good. I need to fit in. I don't want people judging me and thinking that I'm an outsider or something. And I was like, wow, there's the need to, to, to look good. The need to not be judged, to fit in. I was like, wow, it's right there. Then we've got the need to get even. This is the final one. This is what we call, um, what is it called? Um, uh, Karma. So where we, we need to get even on somebody because we feel that we've been wronged or that we've been judged unfairly or that we've been put down. So we have this need to get even, and when I have, whenever I see this need being played out, I'm 99 percent sure that it comes from the ego, which is because they want to <coughs> oh excuse me, they want to get even because they need to boost themselves up so they're not being judged anymore by other people. They need to score one over on the other person. It's like, ha, karma's going to get you." So when we can recognize where people are coming from, when they're using their filter of the ego, We can start to understand whether they're coming from a place of safety, comfort and acceptance, or they're coming from a place of fear and judgment. And like I say, if we can understand these these six core needs, the need to know, the need to judge, the need to justify, the need to be right, the need to look good and the need to get even. Then what we can start to do is we can recognize whether we are coming from our ego or whether we're coming from fear-based behavior, because when we're fearful, we're stressed. When we're stressed, we don't make the best decisions. And as leaders, we need to be able to be aware of that. But even more than that, through our teams and through our, our connections and our relationships external of our teams, if we can understand that somebody is coming from their ego, that means they're feeling fearful and judged, then we need to create a safe environment for them because Nothing's going to change, nothing's going to develop, nothing's going to grow. Nobody grows in an environment where there's stress and judgment going on. So we can start to recognize these filters and create that safe environment so that everybody can grow and feel safe and come up with ideas and even admit mistakes. So as I wrap up this presentation, did you do any ACT notes? Were you thinking, oh, yeah, I need to apply this a little bit more to my life. Maybe the judgment watch. What about change? Maybe you catch yourself and you're going, Yeah, I, I make excuses when I'm late for something. You know, maybe that's something that I can change. Or teach. Maybe you want to to share one of these, you know, the, the need to judge, the need to look good, the need to be right. Because now you've learned something, you're going, Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I want to share that with somebody else. Because If you use the ACT method, apply, change, teach when you're making notes, then it means that you can go back and review your notes and actually implement stuff. Because that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to give you information that you can now implement and take forward with yourself. So, look, if you found this useful, I'd love to hear from you. If you like this sort of information, one of the challenges that I've set myself this year is to get in front of 10, sorry, not 10, 100,000 people. And podcast is a great way to be able to do that. However, one of the other things that I'm offering people at the moment is free lunch and learns. Now, it doesn't have to be at lunchtime. Basically, a lunch and learn is a a short presentation like this, 20 minutes, 45 minutes around a topic of human behavior. We can choose one that I've covered through the Raw Leadership Podcast or some other area, you know, whether it's to do with conflict resolution, time management, something like that. But if you're interested in having one of these lunch and learns for free, and when I say they're for free, I mean they're for free. All you have to do is provide 10 people, an audience of 10 people. Now, if you live locally within the Riverina, New South Wales area, I can come and do that presentation live. Or if you are a a team or a community or a sports team and you're interested, just get 10 people on a Zoom call. I'll provide a Zoom call. All you need to do is get me 10 people who are willing to listen willing to grow willing to learn willing to develop and have an interest in being able to understand human behavior because that's where i can really share and make a positive impact and this is my challenge to get in front of a hundred thousand people and share something that's going to provide them with a positive impact something that's going to enhance their life professionally personally or in best case scenario in both areas professionally and personally And then the ripple effects are amazing. And this is where the ACT comes in, apply, change, teach. Because if we share, then that means that it impacts other people. So you imagine if I speak to 10 people and then those 10 people all get one thing and they go and share that with two of their friends. That suddenly turns into 200 people. I think that's right. (laughs) No, that's 40 people. (laughs) Told you I'm rubbish at maths. (laughs) Anyway, you get the idea. So if you are interested in one of these free lunch and learns, please get in contact with me, you know, reach out through the podcast or email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au and just tell me you're interested in a free lunch and learn. All right, I'm going to wrap it up there because I like to keep these things on point and within a sort of 20 to 25 minute um, time frame. So I hope that you find this useful. I hope you find it valuable. If you're interested in Lunch and Learns, give me a shout. Otherwise, just start to tune into your ego. Are you coming from your ego because it's going to save your life? Or are you coming from your ego because the ego's got a little bit out of control? And remember, Judgment Watch is one of the best ways to be able to catch ourselves. All right, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're up to, until we chat again, stay safe. Take care. Tooroo. Thank you for joining me for this latest episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast and if you're enjoying the content that I'm sharing and if you are curious about how you can reach the next level in your leadership quickly, then perhaps you may want to connect with me to discuss what I do as a leadership coach and how I've already helped thousands of other leaders level up quicker than those around them and get that advantage that so many people are looking for. If you are interested in this, email me at steve at stevebarker.com.au or you can go to my website stevebarker.com.au and you can message me from there. I look forward to hearing from you and I'm looking forward as well to continuing to share even more valuable content, insights in the next episode of the Raw Leadership Podcast. So until then, take care and we'll speak again soon. Toodaloo.